0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Novelty from the North Situate Library. I'm your host, Catherine, and every month we review a couple books and give you a look behind the shelves at the secret and sometimes maybe not very scandalous lives of library lickers. I want to start with an announcement today. This might be the last episode of Novelty. I got a job at another library, and an entire podcast isn't the kind of duty that you just dump on someone else. The next reference librarian might take up the torch, but I have no idea. So thank you so much for listening, and just be aware that this might be the last time. Today I'm reviewing Jarvis Street by Amanda McCormick. Jarvis Street is the second in the North County Paranormal series, I reviewed the first a few months back. The perspective in this novel shifts to James, who became the interim captain of this branch of the Foundation for Paranormal Studies at the end of the last book. He is drowning in paperwork and new responsibilities, and of course there are still ghosts and cryptids to deal with. The main case in this installment is at the long-abandoned Jarvis Street School, which is due to be converted into condos as soon as the spirits haunting it have been removed. But really, the novel is about how the people at North County Paranormal are dealing with the traumatic events of the last book and the ongoing tension from being underfunded by HQ. You may remember that I mentioned an ongoing bit in the first book was that Gabriella needed to complete a bunch of training modules on the office computer, but it kept insisting that she was in New Bedford rather than Central Mass., In this one, James is supposed to be receiving training for his captaincy and they just haven't set the modules over at all. That doesn't stop them, of course, from routinely asking him how much progress he's made with them. Something I'm really loving about this series is the realism. I may have said that before, but the realism in contrast with the spooky stuff. They have normal, familiar problems. Aside from the actual paranormal activity, a lot of the conflict could be fixed with some basic communication. If these people would be open with each other, a lot could be solved. However, unlike a lot of the novels I've read, I am 100% bought in on the reasons that they're not being open with each other. James, for example, is feeling extremely insecure and at sea, being given a captaincy that he doesn't want. And he's suddenly being expected to take on admin tasks and give up the parts of the job that he loves the stuff out in the field. On top of that, everyone resents Gabriella for the events of the last book, and Bradley is just generally a jerk. I also want to mention there's a really good piece of tension where James keeps seeing things I don't want to say what he's seeing because it's a spoiler for the previous book, um, but he keeps seeing something spooky, usually in the mirror or just when he's stressed. Um, and we don't know if he's being haunted or it's just because he's hella stressed and traumatized. And it's a really good plot thread and a really good piece of character development for James um, because he is hiding it and he he knows like he says in the book, I shouldn't be hiding this. Um, But he is embarrassed. And I, I understand that like he feels like he should be stronger. And that's ridiculous. But it's also believable and common and understandable. Jarvis Street is actually not available at the library. I was recovering from surgery for most of this month, so the only book I read was something that I bought online. So I'm sorry that I cannot give you a 100% library recommendation, but I will leave a link in the description where you can get your hands on it, and I really recommend it. It's a small price tag, and it supports a semi-local author from Massachusetts. If you'd like to read it for the usual library price of free, I'm also going to include a link to the part of the Ocean State Library site where you can request that we buy the title.
1: Hi everyone, it's Miss Elise here with an update for what's going on here at the Library for Children and Teens. So fall seems to be flying by. It's hard to believe that Thanksgiving will be here so soon. In celebration of the upcoming holiday, we have a thankful tree in the library. It was formerly our ghost tree, and now it's a thankful tree. Uh, we would love to have you help fill, help us fill it in. Um, if you come in through the month of November, you can decorate a leaf and write on it what you are thankful for. And we had some fun events earlier this month. Uh, since it's getting dark, bit earlier we tried our first ever glow in the dark bingo outside in the picnic table we had glow sticks tea lights and finger lights and which helped us to have a glowing good time (laughs) we had a few lucky winners who went home with some bags of candy it was very very fun But due to the roof project, we unfortunately had to cancel a few programs for the month, including the Genshin Garden Club craft, yoga, and the DIY journal-making for teens. However, uh, just in time for the holidays, Genshin will be having another craft on Saturday, December 18th at 11. And it will be great for ages 5 and up. We should be up and running and back to normal by the first week of December. And we have some great events lined up for then. But before I tell you about our exciting December news, I would like to talk about a beautiful new picture book I just read named Josie Dances by Denise Legend Medeir. Young Josie is so excited to find out that she will be able to dance at the Tribal powwow in the upcoming summer. Before she is ready, she'll need to prepare. Josie's mom makes her a dress in a shawl, her aunt feeds her cape, her cocoon beads, her moccasins, and leggings, and her grandma, Great Walker, will dream of her spirit name. While she waits for the powwow to come, Josie practices her dancing. Finally, it's the morning of the powwow. Her shawl, dress, cape, leggings, and moccasins are finished, and Josie has received the perfect spirit name from her grandma, Great Walker. As Josie joins the circle, she is welcomed by all of the other dancers. I really enjoyed this book. It's a wonderful story about family and traditions, and it has some beautiful illustrations. One of my favorite parts was Josie's dance near the very end of the book, which shows her twirling and swirling in her shawl. And it looks like a very very colorful eagle wings, which is perfect because her spirit name is Young Eagle Woman. I think it's a great book for families to read together, Um, and it's good for maybe ages five and up. Um, And if you would like to check out Josie Dances, it's on display with our new picture books. So we have some wonderful events coming up in December, but the one that I'm really excited to tell you about is happening during Situate's holiday festivities on December 10th. We are happy to announce that Snow Queen will be making her return to the library that evening at 5 p.m. So you can stop by and hear some enchanting tales and get sprinkled with her magical fairy dust. We're really excited to have her back. It's been She hasn't been here in a few years, so I'm really excited to hear some stories. I'm calling all teen and tween makers in grades 5 and up, um, if you join us for Crafting Chaos on Wednesday, December 22nd, at 4.30. What is crafting chaos, you may be asking? (laughs) We'll have a wide variety of crafting and art supplies out, and you can make your very own creation. The challenge is to create something in the theme. It's kind of like the show Making It. So there's a great program to use your creativity and maker skills. And you get to go home with something that's completely unique to you that you created if you'll be looking for something to do during the holiday break come to the library on wednesday december 29th at two for some wild winter science fun <laughs> including making frost in a can gumdrop engineering winter oo block, and experiments with some of our leftover candy canes uh, this program is for ages eight and up And it should be a lot of fun and do some wacky science experiments together. (laughs) Now that all our programs will be inside um, as it gets colder out and dark out early, masks will be required for all library visitors and program participants, no matter vaccination status. So that way we can keep safe. We can all stay safe during the holiday season. Um, Before I sign off, I just want to give a shout out to Catherine for creating this podcast and making it happen every month. It's been a lot of fun working on it with you, and you've done an amazing job. I'd like to also wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, Hopefully, I may see some of you in the upcoming months. And if you have a chance during this busy time, maybe you can stop by to check out some of our new books and movies or kits. Or if you're able to come to a program, that would be great. Um, As always, please reach out to me if you have any questions, suggestions, or you just want to say hello. I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Bye.
0: Now for our little peek behind the shelves, or maybe not, or maybe yes, because this segment still fits right into the world that I've created, the character of Catherine. For this, my last episode, I'm going to drop the veil and let you all in on my secret. We all know that behind the shelves is fiction because I tell you at the end of every episode and because it would have to be. I couldn't publish something like this if it was about real people. That's not how librarians work. We protect people's privacy. We don't expose their deep, dark secrets. What I've never said in the show is that it is actually an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. When I started the show, I wanted something more than just book reviews, and I was really missing my cookbook club. It's the most effective program I've ever run, and we got to meet every month and taste great foods one of the top three desserts I've ever had was made by one of our members. It's a flourless chocolate cake with miso caramel served with passion fruit Italian meringue. I think it's from My Rice Bowl by Rachel Yang, but don't quote me on that. And then COVID hit and it just ended. It's not safe anymore. And so the idea of a librarian gossiping about the members of a cookbook club was born. And very quickly, I realized that if I stole the basic plot of Pride and Prejudice, that would help me with the pacing. So I put myself into a group of four librarians who were more like sisters. If you hadn't figured this out on your own, which if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice or seen the very specifically 1995 adaptation with Colin Firth, I don't expect you to. I am going to start talking about the characters and you can watch the pieces fall into place. Jen and Bill with their bickering and realizing that maybe they made some snap judgments. They're Lizzie and Darcy. Carlo and Sue, just the sweetest couple ever. The best beans are Jane and Bingley. I'm Mary, not really part of the action, but constantly making pronouncements and certainly making things worse. And then I combined Kitty and Lydia into one character with Megan Many apologies to Kitty fans, but I needed to simplify because I only had 12 episodes and it's like a five minute segment. Gary Industries is the pompous Mr. Collins, of course, and Danny is the villainous Wickham. Writing behind the shelves is one of the most entertaining things that I've done in 2021, and I'm so glad that I got to share it with you. Endless thanks to my voice actor friends for answering my frantic messages like, I planned this so simple, but now I want to write in another voice who can act on short notice. Tess Cocchio played Jen, J. Patrick Jones played Carlo, and Jazz Eisinger played Sue. I owe each of them a huge favor. Also, thank you to my boss, Julie, for just kind of letting me do whatever I want with the podcast, with programming. Uh, just She just lets me try things, and that's really great. And that's it for this month, and possibly that's it. I'll keep the feet up, but my work here is done. Thank you for listening to Novelty. Please note that the opinions in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of the North Situate Public Library. Today we mentioned Jarvis Street by Amanda McCormick, Josie Dances by Denise Legemodierre, and My Rice Bowl by Rachel Yang. I'm including links to all the books we discussed in the show notes, as well as a link to a transcript of the episode and to all our social media. If you can't get enough library content, visit situatelibrary.org to learn about all our services and programs. And please be sure to send us feedback on the show. Leave us reviews wherever you can do that, or just drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And now for the last time, I am going to say goodbye. I hope you all have an awesome Thanksgiving this week and a great winter holiday.